the length of the course. It's making it as short and as come like impactful as possible. So you could get from point A to B and B is where I'm trying to get you. So welcome to inference questions. And by saying all of that, we're going to be taking some notes here. I already have the audio obviously down right here on my course. And when we're listening for inference questions, you're going to be seeing some of these phrases when the questions come, whether it could be five upwards to seven questions, uh, potential questions. And you will get one that says, what does the imp professor imply by, mm, what can be inferred about Chateau Huliac people? Or what can be inferred about the people of Chateau Huliac? Or what can be inferred about da 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 da? And what we have to do, we have to go back to our notes and see, Ooh, did I take proper notes to whereas I'm going to be able to, you know, <laughs> you know, write down the answer? And if not, we got to get to that level. And so with that being said, again, with Chateau Huliac right here, oh, this is going to be a fantastic one, okay? And so with that being said, again, it's just a nice little snippet. And so it isn't going to be extremely long, but again, we got to figure out, you know, what are the notes and the things that I'm focused on. So the first phase of this is obviously you looking at your notes. Yes, you're going to take notes and look at what I had written down. Remember, I have 10. You have one. Okay, that's number one. Number two, what important things that I write down that maybe you didn't write down? And with those important things, can you answer the question based on my notes? And can you answer the question based on the notes you took? If not, what do you need to focus on from here on out so that you can be able to answer the questions or at least do the process of elimination and use logic, right? So with that being said, I'm going to press play and you're going to be taking notes along with me. So here we go, people. I just want to hurry up and make sure that I'm actually, you know, sharing the audio because just in case you never know, these audios do not share. So it is Sharon indeed. I have my notes are right over here and we're going to kick ass. So here we go. Three, two, and one. Let's continue our lesson about early agriculture in the Near East. I want to focus on one site and examine it to see what we can learn from it. Chattel Hoyek. It's a Turkish city and name, so that's as close as we can translate it in English. We don't know what the original inhabitants called it at the time. The site is located in modern-day Turkey, though a very early site having been settled about 9,000 years ago in a time referred to as the Neolithic period. Çatalhöyük was not the first agricultural settlement in the Near East. It was basically a city and existed for about 1,000 years, growing to a population of approximately 8 to 10,000 people, making it one of the largest settlements of the time. Again, it's the Neolithic period, the Stone Age, so there were no metals. This means that everything was built and accomplished here using stone tools and, of course, wood and organic materials like that. Mind you, it wasn't just any stone they had. They had obsidian, which isn't like other rocks or stones. Coming from volcanic blackstone, obsidian is comparable to glass. Since the obsidian that the inhabitants of Çatalhöyük used came from central Turkey further inland, they likely traded for it and used it to create the sharpest tools of the Stone Age. All right, so there it is. Had to hurry up and put my microphone on. So 
What is the key detail in this little one minute, one and a half minute little segment? Well, I mean, she paid special close attention to Obsidian, right? Okay. And so obviously she gave some background about Chateau Huyuk, you know, where it located in modern day Turkey, Neolithic period, existed for about a thousand years, 10,000 people, blah, 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 blah. Now, the thing is, during the Stone Age, had no metals. They used stone tools, wood, and other organic materials, right? But it just wasn't, it wasn't any other stone. They had obsidian, okay, which is not like the others. What does it come from? Well, I just wrote down volcano, but I have an idea. It's comparable to glass, and it came from central Turkey. So likely, or it is likely, they traded for it, okay? And they used it to create the sharpest tools, so with that being said, now we're going to go to the question. What is it that the professor is implying about the tools that the inhabitants of Chateau Huyuk utilize? Well, the thing is, it was the Stone Age, so they didn't have metals. They had stone tools. One of them was obsidian, and it wasn't like others. It came from the volcano, and it's comparable to glass. They also had to trade for it. So with that being said, and the way and what I had written down in that little area, you see that very specific detail is what I focused on. I don't know if you focused on it, but you're going to have to look at your notes and say, okay, there was a very, very important keyword. She said obsidian. Got to write that down. Give me some details in regards to obsidian. It's not like others. What else? What did it come from? Volcano. What is it comparable to? Glass. And where did it come from? How did they get it? Well, they had to trade for it because it came from central Turkey. And what was it? Well, it created one of the sharpest tools at that time. You see what I mean? It's like a one, two, three, four, five segment where you're going to have to take down these notes one after another, after another, after another to get to that specific, like that, that, that end goal, right? So let's look at A, B, C, and D. Now, they were created using stone. Okay. Now, again, about the schools of the inhabitants. Now, remember what I had written down, the stone age, no metal, stone tools and wood and other organic materials. They were created using stone. It's not what I wrote down. Look at B, they were some of the sharpest tools of that time. I wrote it down, absolutely implying about the tools, the obsidian tools, sharpest tools of that time, a very key detail. And it was the conclusion in regards to that. So I had written that down. B is actually really good. They were frequently part of religious rituals. Rituals. Listen, process of elimination. Like I said, if you're good at using logic, um, logic, <laughs> logic, you're going to be able to break it down and say, wait, I didn't hear anything about religion. You see what I mean? Make it easy for yourself. You don't need four answer choices for each question. You could eliminate the bad and then do a toss up between uh, 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 uh. And this is how you could definitely get over 2021, 20, 22. You just got to use logic. And I know it's hard, but in saying that, let's keep it running. Uh, one of their primary uses was for agriculture. She didn't say that either. So I'm going to quickly eliminate C and D. So by looking at all the keywords 